very much in favor of the counting of points. Does it work for you? No. Welcome back to the 2024 U.S. Figure Skating Championships brought to you by Prevagen. I mean, welcome to the run-through. Is that the Are opening? Are we starting? I'm, that should be. I'm one of your hosts, Ashley Wagner. <laughs> and I'm also one of your hosts, Are we starting? Adam Rippon. Oh, yeah. That was the opening of this episode. That was it. Okay, great. I'm here, too. Hi. Yeah. Well, welcome then, back this is to the, the perfect podcast. opportunity to welcome back to the podcast, not Olympic champion, <laughs> Sarah Hughes. Sarah, did you know that my husband met your sister this weekend? And by sister, we mean actual Olympic champion sister, Emily Hughes. Yeah, it was um, my first time hearing that I had that I had a sister um, from your husband. (laughs) First time hearing it from her husband. Yeah, he came (laughs) up to me and he was like, I met Sarah's sister and we had a long conversation and I was like, no, you didn't. It's not the Sarah you think it is. And he was like, oh, no, I I did it, didn't I? I mixed them up. <laughs> yes, this is Olympic champion sister, Emily Hughes, who, by the way, we need to get on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I mean, she definitely, she did uh, mention that she would volunteer her time. This is, it would be a volunteer position she would be taking on um, as a guest. She's aware. Yeah, she is aware. <laughs> um, and if it is not evident, we are all suffering a bit from uh a coma that we're coming out of from being at nationals. I think um, I am feeling out of sorts today. If I'm going to be honest, I'm feeling out of sorts. Well, sleeping 12 hours will do that to you. (laughs) What the medical community calls um, a lot, much sleep, many sleepings. I miss the um, constellation projection light from our hotel rooms. We stayed in a, um, star themed hotel in columbus Mm -hmm. which was lovely and all the rooms had this like little star projector that you could put onto the ceiling and sleep under the stars and i missed that no it was cute it did drive me into a medically induced vertigo because it would just be like (laughs) the this constellation kind of spinning on the ceiling um, and what I did love about the hotel was that every time we would like go up to our rooms, I would say good night to the, um, to the people who are working at the front desk. And every time they would go at this hotel, we don't say good night. We say happy stargazing. And, um, I love that. <laughs> and I'm not ever going to say good night to anyone. Well, you loved anymore. it so much that you bought hotel merch. I did. I actually, I was given, um, did I tell you this? I, I found this envelope in my room, like in the candy, like, you know, where they have like all of like the little drinks. I had this envelope in my room that said, thank you for staying with us. And in the envelope, it had a coupon for two free drinks at Starbucks and a t-shirt. But I found you it as a I was checking. Oh yeah. I found that this envelope when I was checking out. They I gave never noticed me this it. And- Oh, I got a candle. Oh, well, they probably looked at me and they were like, he should be wearing hmm. something different. Well, I didn't get any of these things. Well, I I got you. Your, the Starbucks I got you in the morning was um, courtesy of the hotel. Oh, so that's nice. And here I was thanking you for getting it for me. No, I didn't. 
I mean, I um, I'm this the is the messenger. first I'm hearing that. <laughs> yeah, well, don't shoot the messenger, me. <laughs> <laughs> actually, shooting the messenger. I actually, I have a question. I have a game right up at the top. Now, there's a lot oh, to talk okay. about on this podcast today. A lot has gone on. Obviously, we'll talk a bit about nationals, but there's um, uh, a huge story going on in the world of figure skating which is the world that this podcast is based in not reality figure skating and we're we're talking about two very different things yes very different very different people very different worlds um so um in, in light of uh the ruling from the sport court of arbitration on the camilla valieva case um i'm gonna give you a quote and i want i want you to tell me which country this quote is coming from okay understood okay now yes the first quote is scoundrels and lawless people of course an appeal must be filed against this against this decision you have to fight scums i read using this their one. own methods now i have a question is this skate canada talking about the russian federation coming away with bronze or is this the russian federation talking about losing the gold medal could be either or oh no it's the russians it's the russians i immediately scoundrels? was like this is- come on <laughs> canadians Scum? saying scoundrels they would never no they would never no uh yeah they won't even that- call their own skaters scoundrels when no. warranted no but- and that Russians. is true. It is the final answer. Yes, I accidentally almost played the Star Spangled Banner. I did mean <laughs> to play the correct answer chime, which Freudian slip. Now, yeah, there's one more the quote. The correct answer is Team USA. Yeah, <laughs> it is winning the, the nation gold medal of, of freedom. Yes. Um, now, one more quote. This will be the end of the game. You guys are tied up. I think it, this this might end in a tie. Now. If there are any opportunities to challenge and continue to defend the rights of our athletes, they must be mobilized to the end. Was this Skate Canada or was this the Russian Olympic Committee? Canada? This feels like the Russian Olympic Committee. Okay. In in a shocking turn of events, Ashley does come away with the win because it is the shocking. Russian Olympic Committee. Yes. It's Dmitry <laughs> Peskov. He is saying they should defend the rights of their athletes who were using <laughs> illegal substances in competition. Well, yes. this is how you knew it was the Russian Olympic Committee because they were talking about rights. They were they were talking about the the individuals and defending it it just it felt very Russian right off the bat because it talked about just things that they didn't actually consider themselves when ingesting elderly heart medication. When ingesting, yes, um, because and 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 you do it. That does make me think that because um, famously, when they did find out um, uh, someone on their team did have a doping violation, the immediate reaction of some of the coaches was, "Well, it could be anybody." Yeah, all of the coaches were worried because that could have been any of their athletes. <laughs> yes, because and and, that, and that's how it works. Because truly, if someone um, does test positive for a substance, it really it could be anybody. But it <laughs> it is, wasn't. It but it wasn't. It was um, one specific somebody. Right. They couldn't figure out whose grandfather it might be, but then they did figure it out in the end. Um, right. They were like. 
damn it, which one of us messed up the timing of our tea kettle meds? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Is that the game? That is the game. And Ashley does um, come away with the win. Shockingly. Wait, win. in what way? She comes away with the win because you guessed that the, that the rights of the athletes. I didn't submit an answer for the first one. <laughs> she didn't oh. answer the first or the third one. There were three? There were only two. Well, I answered the first one. And in my right. mind, there was a third one that I also answered. <laughs> well, then that that would be two out of three. So, Ashley, I am yeah, well, sorry. Well, I got one out of two. Um, uh, I'm starting to understand how the Russians feel if you take away this title. <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't deserve in the first place. <laughs> okay. So, I am shocked that we actually did get some sort of ruling when we said we were going to get one because I was absolutely sure that they were going to file for an extension as yeah. someone might do. I, I am, I'm very surprised. Yeah. I mean, I, but also at the same time, it's like at a certain point, you just, you have to make this decision and they kept on filing for an extent. How many extensions can you file for? I don't. I don't know if that's like. If I mean, they I really think they file can do extension. whatever they about want. What people like? Do for how? Taxes. What, right. What I'm saying is like, how often can you push this back? There's right. only so many tactics before it's like you've explored every option, you've used every excuse you possibly can to like give yourself time to gather information or whatnot. I don't know how the court system works. Clearly, well, that being and it's said, not a traditional court. It's like right. they don't like. There's not. I think they could have pushed this for a long time. I wouldn't consider this being like we got it when we thought we were because we thought we were going to get it like August of 2022. And here right. we are, January well, which, 2024. Which we think, like, it's going to be <laughs> celebrating. Years. But okay. We had this moment of like, oh my God, they actually gave us this answer. And then the ISU said, hold on. We weren't ready for this news. Give us a second. Let us collect our thoughts. And then we'll tell you what we think we're going to do. And what they have decided is that they're just striking out Camilla's results. And that Russia will now be the bronze medalist, not the gold medalist. So they're counting the results of all the other skaters. I have a huge problem with this. Huge. It kind of feels like they're like, wait, wait, wait. We still haven't actually figured out how to make sure that Russia still ends up on the podium so that we don't make people mad. And now everybody's mad. And now everybody's mad. Like, okay. So I have read a lot of rules today. First of all, first of all, the ISU not being prepared with a statement for any possible scenario two years later is so embarrassing for them. Okay. Sarah, we were traveling together yesterday, and so obviously, as all of you know now, Sarah Hughes works at NBC. She's the president of NBC Sports Olympics. Um, (laughs) She's the president of the IOC. Um, That too. But what you were telling me yesterday was you have five, six, seven statements prepared for every single situation when it came to this case. Sarah, go on. Well, and I think that's how any professional organization should operate it's this may have come as a surprise that like first by the way even if you weren't prepared before last week it was being reported credibly 
like three days ago that this was going to come on Monday. So mm-hmm. you should have been you had time to ready on Monday. Something. It was just, that was so crazy to me. Like, that's not, like, the largest issue here, obviously. But, like, that was crazy. Crazy. And I just can't imagine how you're not ready. Other than maybe needing to confer with the IOC, who should also have been ready. It just seems like they all would have had all these it's conversations. It's confusing they why they're to scrambling. Have. It's really confusing how they're figuring it out on the fly when it's like they should have had multiple scenarios lined yeah. up and they should have been ready to go. And that's what makes it feel like they're just making this shit up as they go along, which then ends up making everybody mad because you have Canada who's like, how are we not being awarded a medal here and they can't really explain it because it just seems like we're playing a game of make-believe where it's just that this was what we think we're going to do now like it just doesn't feel like it makes sense athletes into the event who tested positive it's a team event yes you compete as an individual but it's a team event Someone on the team was cheating. The team should be disqualified. The team should not be allowed to have to be included in these final results in this team event. It's a team. I am going to say that the rules allow for them to do what they've done in terms of counting the dance pairs and men re- men's results still okay. because the way that the anti-doping rules are written there is a section of them that says if the doping team member doesn't affect the performance of the other team members then those team members can keep their results now whether we think that's fair or not is a different question but mm-hmm. in that sense they have followed their own rules I don't know that that loophole should exist, to your point, Adam. I don't know that a team that has a member that's cheating should get a team result at all. But I'm saying that they have followed. Mm-hmm. Whereas by deleting Camilla's results and not moving all of the right. other women up in the standings, up. they are not following their own rules. And like the rules specifically state that anyone who finished below a disqualified competitor will move up accordingly. So now if they reallocated the points, Canada would be getting the bronze medal. And now Canada has decided to come out of the silence that it's been keeping for two years to be like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck? Yeah, they were taking the stoic approach. My playing devil's advocate hat is on. As you can see, this is it looks very cute on my head. Um, (laughs) And when I'm asking this, so in theory, they can say, well, we have reallocated the points because there's one less competitor. There's one less point to be gained for yeah, the I see other what women. You're saying with that. So can they say that? That like, well, no. Like, I mean, now but that, that wouldn't make a out, difference, that though. Is, uh, or is, does the rule wouldn't... say that in the women's event, a first place will get this amount of points? A second place will get this amount of points? It does Could, say that. It says so, that in the rules. It says so, first yeah. place equals 10 points. Second place equals nine points. It's literally written out all the way down. So even like if no, there's nine, nine yeah, there's no people, stand it's, yeah, there really isn't. Yeah, it, it is literally written out that clearly. First gets 10. So what they've decided is, you know, they're going to keep Maddie Skeezus in second. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, in third. 
Right. With no result for first. If she's still getting eight points, she should be getting nine points. Right. So the whole thing doesn't make sense. And and the actual team event rules, they do this in this weird way where a lot of the team event rules are written into the pre-Olympic qualification document. Mm-hmm. Not into like the rule book. But the mm-hmm. qualification document that has the team event rules says they're going to follow this rule 353 in the rule book, which is what Canada is citing as not being mm-hmm. followed here. Right. So I don't know how they reached this conclusion. I just have no yeah. idea how they got here. And the only thing that makes sense, and I don't think this even makes sense, but it, it's almost, it seems like this like willful misinterpretation of their own rules in order to placate Russia. Well, I also- do not understand the need at this point to continue to stroke the ego of this country that Olympic Games after Olympic Games has demonstrated that they don't give two shits about the rules. But also and- wasn't even allowed to compete under their own flag at this Games because of a state-sponsored doping games. program that they like that was yes. that was flourishing at like, their truly, own host Olympics. When yes. was the last time we heard the Russian anthem at an Olympics? Was it in Sochi? When like when did they get those privileges taken away? No, it wasn't. It was in Sochi. <laughs> yes. That's insane. And you're still trying to be like, don't worry, we got Actually, you. Actually, we'll, I'm trying to medal. remember. Maybe some was Russians were allowed to compete in uh, Rio. But that mm. they definitely have. We have definitely not heard the anthem since then at the Olympics. I think in Rio, maybe they were just banned in certain sports, like track and field mm. had already banned them. You might be right. But I you might think be right. The whole system mm-hmm. had not come down yet. So but also, it's been is- almost ten years since we've heard the Russian anthem at an Olympics. But then you also like I've been looking at various Russian athletes Instagram posts and you you I want to understand their narrative and it's just this victim mentality yeah. where they're like this is so suspicious why did her drug results come out after the team event this is clearly a setup makes you think twice and it's like it makes you think twice no your your doping testing program lost all trust and so all tests had to be sent out of the country and Russia did not flag her tests as like rush order important. And so here you go. Your country is still continuing to act suspicious and then you get affected in this way. I just, the poor me mentality is driving me insane because it's just like, if you're not going to see that you're doing something wrong, you don't deserve to come back and compete. But that's how everybody's drug test results work. Like, that's how they work. You, you get They get sent out to a lab, and then you get the results weeks later. Like, that's how everybody's... Well, Rusada was not allowed to test their own, like, their own specimen samples. It had to be sent to Finland. Yeah, it was like Finland or Sweden it went to. Something, something, like, something that. like that. Yeah. Um... I Same in the thing. in the vein of poor me, I do want to say to a large degree, poor Camilla. Poor Camilla. Poor Camilla. This is a really, really harsh punishment for mm-hmm. someone who was so young when it was happening and who I'd imagine it would be hard to prove that she knew anything about anything that was happening to her. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to know you can say this is the right thing and it deserves to happen, but also be like this poor girl. You both can exist and you can feel both at the same time. And 
it, she's part of a system. It's not like she's the random one athlete. She is part of a system that has been in place for season after season, Olympic Games after Olympic Games. And it's always, you know, some athlete is highlighted, but it's mm-hmm. not just one athlete. There's no way it's just one athlete. Well, and if you're 15, like you're How too do you young. Know any better? Even, even if even if she knew, even if she knew, you're too young to. I mean, right. it's like if you think about rules of consent, like she's too young, and it. I don't know. The whole thing is feels just so messed up. Well, the position of power of the adults around her. And it makes me so sad for all of those Russian athletes, especially even seeing these posts of support for Camilla. Obviously, like we're saying, we're all saying like. I I feel badly for this poor young girl who's in this situation, but I think of all of these other athletes where I'm like, you don't realize you're being set up. They're being told that that they're working with these doctors and they're, and they're just being told that these are the things you need to take. These are your vitamins that you're taking. It's so unfair. And they're so, they are so brainwashed. I mean, here, Ashley, you know, we are urged not to take a multivitamin we're told to like be really careful around poppy seeds. Like, don't drink a protein shake that's already been made. Know what you're putting in your body because if you have any positive test, you are done. Yeah, it's and just, it makes you scared, really, and you're just uh, yeah. These, you're just drinking water I, and eating pork chops. We don't even Before have. I mean, slip, I don't think the U.S. like anti-doping culture and sport culture even has sympathy for people who you know it was an accident. It doesn't. Oh, it's just I mean, like, nope, the test I was positive. I remember when uh, Jess Callaling tested positive and she went as far as to investigate. Oh, yeah, because it was a makeup thing, right? It was makeup. It, makeup. it was makeup. And it wasn't on purpose, but she was still affected. And it took forever for her to be able to prove that it was an accident and prove that mm-hmm. it was like she didn't know, that it wouldn't show that it was in that product and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was just, so. it was still like a no excuse, no like anything. It was just like, and it, this was like a, a US anti doping test. This was like an in house thing, and it was just, she was mm-hmm. just not allowed to compete. Okay. The other thing I wanted to say was, okay, they're using, if this say, I, I just feel like the same logic isn't being used for these results in the women's and the final result because, like, you know, the logic they're using in the women's is that the first place is just gone. Right. Mm-hmm. So if that same logic was to be used, that would mean that there should just be no gold medal. So they're using different logic for the assigning of the medals in, in, than they are for like how you accumulate the points for the final result. So it's not yeah. even the same sort of. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not. Well, they're just so... making it up as they go along. I don't think they've truly had a plan for what comes next, which is crazy to me because it's two years later. I mean, that's what's crazy is that, you know, we as people who follow the sport had thought through every possible scenario in way that they could reallocate these medals seemingly before they thought through them. And mm-hmm. and then you end up like, I had thought through the scenario of like, if they decided to remove the Russian Olympic Committee completely from the standings and reorder, recount all the disciplines that Japan mm-hmm. would have won gold. They could have done that too. Right. Like, mm-hmm. the, and there's this, or they could do it this way where they take out Camilla's result and reorder the women. 
they mm-hmm. could just take out the Russian Olympic Committee and move everyone up without any reordering. But they've done some weird hybrid <laughs> mm-hmm. of all those things that m- ends up in an unfair result for multiple teams. Well, I mean, right. they did well, I mean, what mostly was best for, Canada, for the Russians. But it's they also unfair was best for, for the ROC to get a bronze medal. And I you think. know, t- to be honest, I think if I think the U.S. athletes would be completely fine if they still walk away with silver and the Japanese team did walk out and that's the thing i think like just give them a medal they want this a fair competition and if if that and a medal ceremony been, and a medal yeah. ceremony and they they should have a medal ceremony at an olympics i don't think that paris. this is going to be i think it should be in it's paris it's not going it to be not. sorted out by paris you don't think so no because i mean russia is going to um appeal the result and canada should sue the isu it's a case that just it, it will not hold up in court that can't hold up in court. They're not following their own rules. Yeah, but what court? This court plays by their own rules as well, it seems like. I mean, with the... can the, So Rush, uh, the Russian Olympic Committee has really limited appeal options. Um, mm-hmm. Once CAS has made a decision like this, the only way that you can appeal a CAS decision is on procedural grounds to basically argue that something was done wrong in the procedure. You can't actually, like, say... No, we want to like retry right. the evidence. Like you can't do that. So like they they have to they would have to find something that was done wrong in the process of mm-hmm. this hearing over the course of the last two years. Um, God, in Ashley, order to isn't even it so appeal. nice to have somebody who knows the rules here. That's really nice. This is so refreshing. I've been telling Sarah that she should be a lawyer for quite some time, and she's only just underscoring my point. Yeah, well, Ashley joins my mother in thinking I've unmet potential, so. (laughs) Well, that's a nice kind of group of people. I love your mom. And on that note. (laughs) I love her, too. I love her, too. So, Um, Sarah, what do you think it looks like for, where does um, Skate Canada go? go from here what do they do what court where does do their they bring campaign it to? start yeah well, skate the canada Supreme. can bring it to to cas the same body that just tried this out for camilla so mm-hmm. they okay. could bring it to cas and say that the isu is not applying the rules correctly or I fairly mean, they and Which then they, they would have aren't? to go through a they would go through a whole case about that specifically which shouldn't take shouldn't take as long as this right. has taken because they're not trying to like prove something did or didn't happen or whatever. Right. This is more this there is language that has already been written down and it's just really sorting out whether or not it's being followed appropriately. I think that yeah. we realistically could possibly see the medals being awarded in Milan. I think that um, just the how long everything takes, even just the filing and the procedural things. I think Paris might be a little too quick. We're a few months away from Paris. I think yeah. Milan could be a realistic ceremony. Well, Madison Chalk told the press today mm-hmm. that they are thinking about Paris as an option for a medal ceremony. Um, so they held, there was a press conference today that Maddie and Evan did with uh, Sarah Hirschlin, who's the CEO of the USOPC, and Tracy Merrick, the CEO of US Figure Skating. And so mm-hmm. they all kind of spoke a little about this. Madison said um, that Paris is a scenario that they, they like the idea of doing that. They want mm-hmm. to get their medals 
in an Olympic environment where they can feel the energy of an Olympic. There should be no doubt. It, it there's needs no to doubt. be at an Olympics. Right, like they don't, don't want to do it them at in like a world country. championships no, or something. No. They want to no, no, no. be at a game. They deserve that. Um, and Sarah Hirschland um, said that they are there. They haven't ruled out any possibilities, and including the possibility that not all the teams have to get their medals at the same time. Oh, hmm. I would want them to all get them at the same time, though. That'd be it. Feel the most normal. Right. Would you so want to get saying, your medals in a ceremony with ROC? But they shouldn't get a medal. But what if right. they do? Then mm-hmm. I I mean, I would create a scene. Here's the <laughs> stage. It's Olympic. The stage is Olympic. And it's me. And it's me pointing down going, no. Shame. No, it's, Shame. Me, it's me locking arms with Maddie Skeezus and going, I don't care she stole a dress. You stole her medal. You drove yeah. her to this point. Yeah, she thought, you steal my medal, I'm stealing a random girl's dress. Well, and I think... It's the only revenge. I think it's the only revenge that she took on America. That's true. Okay, well... Um, well, well I'm on just, that note... <laughs> I Look, the ideal scenario, I think, would be that they can they resolve this relatively quickly and that the US and Japan and Canada get their medals in Paris. Yep. That yes. would be for that. a great scenario for, that. for everyone. You might be, I fear you might be right though, Adam. Which would be I mean it'd be nice it'd be poetic for it to be a winter Olympics if it comes down to that. I hope it's just like But I also it, think, okay, let's say that let's say that the um results stay as the ISU proposes. Do you really think the Russian athletes are gonna go? They're not. They are not going back to the Olympics. They're. You're, they're not giving back the medals. They're not even they're, allowed to compete in Paris. Oh yeah, they're not. Their country be at that is ceremony. like basically banned from these Olympics. Right. Not completely, they would but be basically. doing. They would be doing their own equivalent of saying no. No, they would have a celebration Maddie the same day and you wouldn't in Red even Square. have to link arms. They wouldn't be there. No, yeah, you I know mean, what they're going to do? They're going to do what they did for the um, Avarina sisters after rhythmic gymnastics in Tokyo, where they gave them gold medals in a ceremony at home in Russia. Yeah. Even this though they didn't win gold. Right. And one of them not both wasn't of them, on the podium. But the one who was like they thought should have gotten gold. They held Whatever. Like, a whole ceremony for I don't care because you know what? They're not real. <laughs> They're yes. not real, so it doesn't matter. I mean, they're not going to... Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that if there is in, another In the ceremony, history books... That not. must be what they're alluding to, that if this result goes forward, not all the teams need to be present. So it sounds at this point that... Maybe. The Japanese yeah, true. like Olympic Committee and the U.S. Olympic Committee are seemingly on the same page of like, yeah, we'll take the gold and the silver. And right now it seems that like... If if that is the result that moves forward, they're both willing to move forward with that podium. I really hope that Skate Canada causes more drama. They've been so quiet over the last few years. And Team USA has been doing a full-on press tour dramatic performance demanding their medals, which I appreciate it. Me too. I Empty want... boxes and sad faces. Oh, so stoic. <laughs> Title of that. Wait, this... This has actually empty boxes and sad faces. This has brought out the best in figure skating Twitter. This was one of my favorite posts from today. It is a picture of Beyonce and Jay Z, 
And Beyonce is standing in front. It says U.S. figure skating on her body. Jay-Z is like hiding behind. It says Skate Canada. And the tweet says, excuse me, he asked for a bronze medal. Yeah. Wait, that's very no, it's, so it's, good. It has been it has been a good day on it's Twitter. So entertaining. It has been a good day on Twitter. Um, yeah, so I... Look, I'm not a lawyer, as has been Should pointed be. out on this podcast, Should but be. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time imagining that if Canada appealed, reading these documents, how there would be any interpretation other than the one where the women need to be reordered. Absolutely. The only other Especially- interpretation I could the only other interpretation I could see coming out of that is if they determine, okay, you just need to take Russia out completely and reorder them all. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's going to happen. No. no, I think they have a they have a rule in place in the anti-doping rules that will allow them to still count the other Russian results, and they can lean on that. But I don't know. It's pretty clear that they're supposed it's to move up a spot. Yeah, yeah, that seems pretty pretty. And you know, when I'm thinking team, I am thinking like a relay. But I do understand yeah, but it that isn't like a that relay. relay. It's not a relay. So okay, I'm settling down. Yeah, she does. Not. She did two self-contained performances that Mm -hmm. affected no one else's performances. Right. So that's why the rule is written that way. Right. Okay. All right. It is crazy that the way that things went down right now, they took out an entire competitor and and they still still finished are third. really close yeah <laughs> that's cr- i mean that speaks to that team and well well part of it is like in theory if you took out the competitor after the short program like they wouldn't have made the free skate and wouldn't have had all those points like it's, that's true like, yep like it's a lot of what ifs but yes i mean roc was dominant in that team event mm-hmm. i'm really she, happy for the dance she would have been dominant in skating yes. without this medication it that's like the greatest tragedy here is that she's so talented and genuinely deserves this attention for her gift and this just takes away from it yeah i mean totally what a waste and yeah it's, it's a, a waste because she's so good yeah well i mean yeah and I mean, still is she's still very good but it's just you know what's so sad is that like this casts such a dark cloud an even darker cloud over everybody who comes out of there for the next however many years of are they that good or is it just because they've just found, you know, different potions? It's upsetting. I mean, it makes you rethink so many. It makes you rethink everything. Oh, one thing that I have been seeing a lot of people say is that doping doesn't actually help you out in figure skating. That is not true. No, that is not helps true you at out all. In well, people any sort think of physical of, field. People yeah. think of doping as like peds that make you stronger like muscle building peds i feel like most of the time but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about talking about yeah medicines that help your your blood flow like right help your heart rate help you just do more cardio than humans can normally do i mean exactly like if 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 it means that she can train for eight hours when everybody else is doing four over the course of months and years and it's just being tailored around, you know, being at competitions. <laughs> That's an advantage. It's a clear advantage. You're getting an extra few years of training under your belt in the mm-hmm. same amount of time for somebody else. That's like what it's... I needed. I really just needed a few more years of training. You just needed a few more doses of tryptotazamine. 
compared to your zero doses that you were taking. <laughs> You're Thank more you focused on your protein. Going, oh, well, I'm getting a cramp. What did you eat? A pork chop. I should get some pork chops. <laughs> Which brings me to our more lighthearted to... part of this podcast. We at Nationals were completely, as a group, I'm speaking forever. I am the voice of three. We were totally overwhelmed and so happy to meet so many of you who listened to the podcast. It was so sweet We were shocked. We were shocked that there were so many of you all that came up onto the concourse yeah, to meet us. We thought we'd each meet other, a handful. Wondering if uh, you were there for something else. <laughs> yes. And we kept and going, we this is you. so funny. Which <laughs> which to us, what we meant was, this is so kind. But we, yes. so but we had to mask so our emotion with comedy. This is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with what I'm feeling right now. It's, just, it's funny. We had people in the run-through sweatshirts that had the on one sweatshirt, run-through on another, turn, turn around. around. It said Glenn on one back and heads on the other. We won. That is iconic merchandise. And yeah. so I go, I'm wearing my friendship bracelets that somebody made me with bracelets that say Rosie and not CNN, which I frankly had forgotten that I said that, and N-O-C-S-H, which are my initials, not Olympic champion Sarah Hughes. Legal initials. And I feel so honored to be wearing them. Mine said pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> which was, which is why I keep saying a pork chop reference today, because it's blowing my mind. It's like throwing me for a complete loop that I have been wearing <laughs> them I've been wearing them nonstop, and multiple people have at with no context wearing a bracelet that just says pork chop is hilarious that's is. true but give it context it's even funnier <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger what doesn't well kill what you, doesn't kill you gives you put a it cramp. on a bracelet yeah <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you win trophy Eric Bompard you didn't win that year. Guess it killed me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what year that was then. I just remember thinking, I mean, I don't, maybe you did win. It was just too, it was too easy to say that you didn't. But here I am <laughs> trying to strip titles from everyone. That's so me. Um, also, I just want to say um, thank you to everybody who watched our World Feed content. Um, we've gotten so many nice messages. Thank you so much. We enjoyed it. Ashley, I um, I enjoyed doing the World Fade so much with you. And Sarah, thank you so much for all of the research material we were allowed to steal from <laughs> the main NBC commentators. It's not stealing. You're part it's of borrowing. our team. No. Well. <laughs> yeah. Our, our producer, we kept on saying over on NBC and our producer was like in our ears. He's like, you guys are NBC. You don't have to say that. Just say we. <laughs> it's just different platforms, but it's all from the same umbrella. Um, so but you're fun. welcome. I uh, have not heard a single minute of your commentary. So I'm just, I heard good things. Just, just imagine um, it went well. I'm imagining mm -hmm. it went well, and I'm imagining people hearing conversations in the background on your getting picked up on your microphones because I saw some tweets about that. Which so, none which of is us actually can funny control. To me. Yeah, that com was completely out of our control. Sorry, <laughs> but we'll work on it. No, this isn't no. <laughs> no, 
this is not CNN. Still, it's Wait, still out of our control. It's still not Someone CNN. We're kept still on not complaining intact. about the loud guy in the background. I think the loud guy they were complaining about was Terry Gannon. <laughs> well, it's I probably the I mean, first I don't know because I wasn't here. Yeah, I don't know because I wasn't hearing it. But yeah, the booths are right next to each other, so it's possible that your mics could have picked yeah, up so Terry let- talking. Terry do his Wait, job. One of the funniest things that would happen is so like um because it's just me and Ashley, we would go back and forth of like who would be the host. Basically, who would give sort of the bio of the skater and announce the skater as they come onto the ice. And um you know, I obviously I'm a scientist. Started listening to some of what Terry Gannon would do. I went back and watched a, a lot of like his old things and um ashley and i kind of found this formula of like what would work you'd pick a few things and um then you would end with this is whomever the skater is and um sometimes ashley and i you could feel like it was going well because you'd be saying something you'd you'd hear terry say the same thing and you'd go oh i was really smart to pick these things and you're like oh yeah i'm crushing it yes and then sometimes (laughs) you would say something and you'd say it like because you know they're like uh terry and tara and johnny they're doing like the live show at nbc so like they're more like they're you know not they're shooting around commercials and all of that ashley and i are talking all during the entire like dead space like in the five minutes we have so much more time to just talk so um sometimes we would start giving the bio before terry would like we would start talking and then and then maybe 30 or 45 seconds later terry would start doing like the bio and so (laughs) one of the funniest things that would happen is that like let's say ashley was hosting and she she was giving the bio and then she would hear terry something and then i would hear her repeat exactly what he said just like in the same tone and i was like that's so genius just say what Terry is saying. <laughs> and it would crack me up every when single time. When in doubt, just do what Terry Gannon is doing. When he in doubt, Gannon out. He's very talented. He, he is very oh. talented. What a guy. I hope that's another bracelet. Speaking of very talented. Yeah, I have, did my um, best impression of him for you guys before you started. You were like, how do we, what's the best way to skate somebody out? Like, how does Terry do it? And I was like, give me a bio. We were stunned into silence because all of a sudden, Sarah Hughes transformed into a middle-aged white man (laughs) with a voice that is just so... Of a generation. ...meant for figure skating commentary. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I did my best impression of him. I hope I did him proud. I hope he never hears it. I will also say that I was shocked at how many rules I knew off the top of my head. It, like that, it, that ended up being a helpful thing to know. Rules. That's it. <laughs> rules are super helpful to know. Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah, I always you say. You should know them right. when you're commentating figure skating. And you should follow them. Now, not onto required, the competition. But- they're not required to follow. Well, exactly. I mean, and the thing is, like, when you're calling, uh, you know, a ton of skates in a row, like, there are so many little rules in the call, mm-hmm. like, you know, in yeah. the protocol that come up. Like, there was even and one that I they didn't. They broke them all. They broke them all. Oh, at, the at nationals, they break all the rules, all of mm-hmm. them. Um, and there was even something that came up on the protocols this week that I didn't know. Um, which I had to look up, which I was like, that doesn't happen all the time. So that was a fun little speed bump. It doesn't 
but nationals doesn't happen but all it's the time. hard as you're like actually trying to talk about a skate and trying to make sure you tell some of the skaters story and also leave mm-hmm. space to like watch Appreciate. the performance and let it breathe to also like from memory recall every little rule and like percentages of base values that people get for different things and the amount of GOE reduction for different things and all that. It's just like, it's so much to remember. And you get in the weeds so fast. Yeah. I also uh, wait. I just want to say one thing. I know, I understand that there are some people who don't like commentary at all. Um, and I just have to say, taking all of us out of like the equation of, I, I get it, but I love commentary on all programs and like i <laughs> i love commentary i don't know why you wouldn't want commentary i love commentary that's it just saying i, what I, I love. think that's really an interesting take i think that's nice i love I it mean, because i'll tell you some of my favorite programs that i watch like if i think of like some of my own programs yeah, I've watched them. I can like I think about them and now like I think of like what Tara said here or what Johnny said here and they for me the commentators like paint this picture of like they 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 brought more excitement to it. They yeah. they add a little bit more drama to it and it I never feel like it takes away um I like when I like Tara and Johnny's commentary. I don't think it's like it doesn't take away. I love the British Eurosport guys. They're my favorite. I love the Eurosport guys. But also, I don't think anyone who tweeted this at us would listen to the run through. But to anyone who ever says, Will you please shut the fuck up? Oh, it just adds fuel to our fire. <laughs> it's a balance, right? There's a lot you can it's do as a balance. commentator yeah. totally. to enhance the experience. And there are times when commentary is not needed and the moment is better without it. It just depends. But Wait, let's just, talk but... about what happened, though. Let's talk about what happened. Okay. Go, Go on. on. Let's talk about the women's event. We have a new champion that's been crowned. The Glenheads have been victorious. It was At long the Isa Barbs versus, versus the Glenheads. Glen Wait, I so this is so funny because I read this. I read Isa Barbs versus Glenheads in a tweet, and I thought it was so funny. And I told it to Adam after we left the venue one night. And then I, again, I didn't listen to any of the World Feed commentary because I have to listen to the NBC show because um, that's the show I work on. And I then later saw a tweet from the same person. <laughs> who is one of my favorite uh, figure skating Twitter follows. Um, and they said, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who's ever said is a barbs. I'm dying. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh wait, he must have it said it on like the air. The fa- oh, we said it on air and we made it seem like everybody who's ever been a fan of Isabel Levito is an Isabar. identifies as an Isabarb. Well, they oh, do yeah, now. We, well, because listen, you got to build up the drama, as I said, which I felt like to have two fandoms head to head that felt right to me oh it did also if you're like how does how do they get Isabarb from Isabo? Isabo is a huge Nicki Minaj fan yeah and Barbie yeah. a Barb there you go which is actually frankly a pretty bad week to be a Barb right it's now it's a tough week to be a Barb yeah. um and it's a Nationals, tough week to be an Isabarb. Kind of Isabarb. Well, yeah. I mean, in in fairness to the Isabarbs, it was a it was a good week to be an Isabar in the short program because all of a sudden those spins, the judges were like, "We didn't see anything." All we saw was perfect. Yeah. Done. What do you mean? 
Okay. She didn't almost fall twice. That's no, 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 no. I want to say for the record that when I watched Amber in practice, uh, I kept saying it to like anybody who would listen. The way that she was skating was I was like, she's skating like a national champion, but she's skating like a world champion. She she the could be Cowrie if she skates abs- the way that she practiced. Ashley, I was having like these moments of like, I can't believe I'm seeing somebody skate like this and I'm getting chills. I couldn't take my eyes off her. And yeah, she I think good. that I'm I'm very I'm so happy for her that she's a national champion mm-hmm. it was great to see her nail the triple axel in the competition and i just i need her to focus i need a clean program i need that hit i i need okay this is i'm really happy for her she should have been national champion all the things when she popped what was it a let's yes and yes. it was supposed to be an axle combination. Yes. And then she just stepped forward and didn't take off on the axle. That is when I was like, what are you doing? Yes. It was why, like, so why many did points, you not do so that? Many points that was so many points So many points. It was forgivable. Like a double Lutz, not what you're supposed to do, but like, please do double the double axles. axles. Fight. The fight. two double, double axles in the second half are worth more than seven points. Like that's yeah, crazy not to not do those. I didn't understand that. I didn't as like as an athlete, I did not understand how and that I, happened. Like, did you maybe I, I do think but you could see like it was just like she, she did the double lutz and was like completely counting on Isabeau to go clean, so she's thinking, I have lost already. Right. I mean, or like, uh, uh, let me add them later. And you could just see the wheels turning. And like, that's what no issues. She, Amber doesn't have any problems. Well, with and then, the yeah, flip. so then she thinks she's going to add them on the flip and she gets in her head going into the flip because she's thinking, I got to do these double axles now. And no. then she pops the flip. Well, because then yeah. it, there's just too many things that you're thinking of like, oh, now I'm, I'm ahead. I'm behind. You yeah. had the time to do those three jumps. Nothing was th- like, I just, just stay. In the game, sometimes I feel like this footwork sequence happens and it's just too much time for her to think. You could see it in the footwork. She, You could see her tightening up in real time and like starting to not be as committed to the choreo in real time as yes. she started to like think to herself, like, don't mess up the second half. And right. I need to conserve my energy so that I don't mess up the second half because mm-hmm. that happened once this season already. And it's like, you could just see it. You could see it happening in real time. Right. Yeah, you can just, you can read a skater when they're like, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. I don't want to mess up. I, and it's like when you stub your toe and you're like, wow, that really hurt. I don't want to stub my toe again. Don't stub your toe. Don't, and what do you do? You're going to stub your toe again. It's like you're so focused on something not happening that it happens. Mm-hmm. And... um. Okay, I think, yes. Next, I think Joey Lee was great. I think that so she's had good. a really great skate. I was really happy that she had that great short program after having the bad one last year because I was talking with Amy, her coach, and Joey was really stressed about it, so I'm glad that she had this great skate. Isabeau. And I, also, let it be known that she cried off her, her eyelashes. eyelashes. And. I did Amy, not know that. Yes, and oh, Amy yeah. gave a really good um, piece of advice, and this is for everyone who's wearing fake lashes. She said, "Pat, don't pull Pat, when you're don't crying. Pull. That's, Pat, that's don't a, pull." No, she said, she, "Pat, don't rub." Da- well, she should have said, "Pat, don't pull," because that. Does but isn't sound that what like, she said? Didn't she say, yes. "Pat, don't rub"? Like, don't Pat, rub don't your eyes, rub. Pat. Them. But Pat, don't pull sounds better. Yeah, you're better. gonna rub them right off. Yeah, which happened. 
Well, yeah. yeah. Happy for her. But your eyelashes can come off and you can get a silver medal at nationals in your True. second time at nationals. Now, Isabeau. Okay. Um, one, I just want to say, I hope Isabeau is um, okay. Because these were just like so... Like It was the these three weird... The first fall, I, I thought that she was just like over it because she, everything yeah. was going well after that. But the last two is just so bizarre shocking it was shocking i was not prepared for them at all but it's she was in the most difficult position of any of those women she had everything to lose and when you're going after a repeat title you feel that and i just think you do have to give her the benefit of the doubt where it's kind of like you make that mistake and then all of a sudden you feel this title starting to slip away from you and i just really think it became that she, she was skating to not lose a title after she made that first mistake. And you can't skate to not lose something. You have to skate to win something. And but she you know what was so weird? That. It was like the first element, she was maybe doing that. And then it was like she buckled down and started – like she wasn't tight or or landing weirdly on any of these other elements until she got to that second flip. Yeah, there was like something that happened at the fine. end. There was something that happened at the end, like, because those last two falls were just so weird. They were like out of character, like they totally were like out of they character. were like the fall that Star Andrews took in the short program were like it just, fully landable down. jumps that she yeah. didn't land. Yes. And Star got off the ice and her and Derek said to each other, you could hear it on the microphones, like, I just I just sat down on that one. That's what those Isabeau falls looked like. The last well, two. Well, it also makes you wonder, though, if maybe in practice those are elements that she does tend to make a mistake on. Although, when you watch Isabeau, she just looks so consistent that it's it's and hard to is. really say. I she, know. And she is so consistent. And But I was so, like, annoyed for her. Like, do you I, know what I, I mean? It's yeah. just like, she doesn't make those mistakes. But, Ash- I mean, Ashley, you're right. That, like, she isn't a tough position of trying to defend that I mean, title look, and you know better here than at the yes. world championships better here than nationals the year of an olympics like if you're gonna have a moment like that at nationals this isn't the worst year for that to happen and yeah. she's she still going to worlds again though before worlds i would hope that she finds an opportunity just to to make Go to Worlds not having that been her last time on competitive I think ice. they're both going to go could... to Worlds with that being their last yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, where are they going to go? I guess that's true. Cherry Blossom. The Ashley <laughs> Wagner Open. <laughs> Ashley's holding it, an Open at the Skating what? Club There's of Boston. only two skaters, and both of you need to figure your shit out. <laughs> You're both invited. Because I want to see three women in Boston at Worlds next year. We'll be I mean, the judging be panel. Great. A three-person judging panel. Yes, it's against the two uh, women's competition. It's a live episode, and we're going to commentate just. <laughs> and it's skaters. fifteen minutes long. Okay, the men. Yeah. Um, Ilya, great short program. The free skate. We have. Um, there's the curse on this gold medal. This Ilya's nationals free skate is. Um, I mean, also, yeah. I say it's cursed. You're still landing a quad axle. He needs to feel like he could potentially lose to skate well. And I think that's why when he, there's competition, he's lights out. But when he could stand in the middle of the ice, I mean, which is not entirely true because uh, uh, not Nathan, Jason almost beat him last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think he needs to feel like he's being chased to show up sometimes. And he doesn't necessarily have that feeling here. It certainly seems that way. 
because yeah. um, that the, was our, the all of our impression. Best there, performance yeah. he's ever had at nationals was the year that Nathan was still around. Yeah. Um. So he didn't feel like a favorite. Um, yeah. So yeah, being a runaway favorite doesn't seem to agree with him that much. No. Although, what did he? I thought he didn't he skate really well at Skate America. I mean, maybe that's like lower stakes. Like I don't know. It's um, also like the timing of it too, where it's just like yeah. this is specifically a competition that he can have a runaway victory. It's right after a Grand Prix final. It's like worlds are coming. Like you know, I I I'm it's making just I'm reasoning not an event for him. Right. But you know who he it is, is for? Camden Polkinen. Oh, yeah. Who's who finally I not fifth. Accurately predicted no, you would did be the bronze medalist. Well. Um You accurately predicted the podium perfectly. That's true. Um yeah, I'm really happy for Camden, especially because, you know, I th- I think that he was maybe a little surprised to end up in fifth after the short because he skated really well. Um, but I think that ended up being good for him mentally. Mm-hmm. That yes. he didn't, you know, have the pressure of I'm in third and I need to stay on the podium, but rather you're like we were talking about with Ilya, even like chasing for something can be an easier position to come from. And so he had, you know, a couple mistakes in the free skate, but not big ones. And I mean, yeah, I'm really happy for him. Yeah. And I was really happy for Max Naumov. Those I was pleasantly surprised to see those gorgeous quad sows the one in the short was like yeah nuts amazing nutty Mm -hmm. yeah i mean his jumps are massive if he can get the jumps consistent he's gonna be so i mean he's gonna be hard to beat the thing i feel like holds him back with consistency is he has these like roller skater landings he lands so flat on his feet that i feel like it makes it really hard to hang on to his landing sometimes I believe you, having not ever landed a figure skating jump. Or a roller skating roller, jump. Have you ever seen roller skating landings? I mean, They're yeah, like a little so bit, yeah. clunky. Yeah, he's just, he is a bit like flat. He's a bit flat in the foot, as they yeah. say in the business. <laughs> they also yeah, but... say in the business that um, uh, you can have the flu, but you can also win your fifth national title. I, that felt so, that felt like high stakes commentating. We were finding out live on air that they were going to maybe withdraw and they're on the ice in front of us. Yeah. I got to say, Evan looked like a ghost. He He looked looked ill. Very sick. And I mean, I was impressed that they made it through the whole thing. Not for like (laughs) lack of (laughs) want. I was just like. We've all Lack had the flu. Physical, oh my god! And I was just—I was impressed that they made it through. And that with dance, said, that's when it can actually be dangerous. You know, yes. if you're not feeling up to the task, it with really any, is dangerous. With any of these disciplines, I right. don't know. I if, if I had the flu, I wouldn't. I don't have enough fight. I wouldn't. Scare. And I don't. Uh, for what it's worth, I don't know that they said they had the flu or if they just said flu-like symptoms. Mm-hmm. But Whatever it was, he looked not well he think, looked like he was hurting yeah um, i thought it was who, interesting that they decided to compete like that yeah he looked like he was cold sweating the beat face that you Maddie know what i him. i feel i feel like um they in that moment were thinking i'm gonna be so pissed that i just didn't like swallow my barf and skate for four minutes 
and just have another national title because yeah. I didn't feel well, mm-hmm. even though in the mo and that's like a very athlete mentality of like, mm-hmm. suck it up so that you're just pleased with yourself later. And I think that like, um, if it were practice, they absolutely would have been like, I don't feel well, I have to go home. This is bad. But this well, they is didn't go to practice on Friday, the day before or between the rhythm and free dance, they did skip practice. No time if you're getting flu-like symptoms. Yeah. Um, yeah. Christina so, and Anthony. So anyway, that happened. Um, let's talk about Christina and Anthony getting yes. second and Emily and Ian getting third. Wow. Oh, my God. I know. Emily Braddy and Anthony Ian Somerville are team. going to the Milan Olympics. At They're this rate, so yes. talented. I've got to say this. Ian is oh, wow. one of the best skaters I've ever seen in my life. And if there was a river that could freeze over, he's so powerful on the ice. He could be a sled dog and bring everyone from around the world to Milan. He's that <laughs> powerful on the ice. I was really dog. trying to figure out where you were going. Yeah, I was this. not following that visual. I but... thought you were going to say he could get down so deep into the ice that he could get back to the water or something. I'm no. not entirely sure. Because no. those knees, no. <laughs> that knee bent, those edges cutting. They're so crisp. My God. I've never seen anybody just stand, always be on an edge no matter what. Not a flat foot in sight. No. They're beautiful. He's... Amazing. In the in the practice, I she told is too. Sarah, yes, they're beautiful. I told Sarah that like watching the free dance, I had to like look away because I was getting this like ball in my throat of like, I'm going to cry. And yeah, I teared up a little bit when they finished the free dance. It's they're so impressive. I've, I love I've loved watching them on TV. But when I watched it in person was really when I was transcended. I was yeah, so blown they- away. Yeah, and and just to for that to be the outcome after they were left off of the four continents team and weren't even alternates for mm-hmm. that team is just amazing for them. I'm it's really amazing. happy that they're getting I mean, recognized. It, it shows their trajectory and the work that they're putting in, and it's paying off. Yeah, and I and I do feel quite bad for Caroline Green and Michael Parsons. Me too. Too in the same breath as I feel really happy for Emily and Ian. Yeah. Um, I think it probably was an int- I would have loved to be a fly on the wall as the committee talked about who to send to Worlds because Green oh, and Parsons right. were sixth at Worlds last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have uh, to imagine there was some consideration being given to giving experience to a young team that they see a lot of potential in in the future. I believe that that was most likely the final what push shows of like that for sure. Look at the trajectory of yeah. even just this season. And right opportunity down the road. Because yeah. this team looks like they could be on an Olympic podium in six years. Yes. To me. Yeah. Oh, so I agree. I, I that's mean, probably what they're thinking, too. Uh, unbelievable skating. And I loved seeing um, um, yeah. Charlie and Tanith and Greg. Ugh. Yes, that was just so great, the and, and so many teams and. Well, talk about the the like roller coaster of emotions, though, to have one of your teams just completely elated and another team crushed. I mean, that coaching like Having coaching ice dance teams that compete against each other has always seemed just emotionally very taxing to me. Oh yeah, I don't know how they do it. You have to be a million things at once, and they are, but mm-hmm. I just 
couldn't imagine having to deal with that's that. That's why it helps for coaches to be like team. a team of people, I feel like, where they have yes. different personalities to give and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Christina and Anthony, second place. I know. So that was the fastest I've ever seen them skate. They look and really I think good. Working with Maddie Hubble has been so good for them, so good for her in particular. You can just see how the she's influence. kind of come into her own. Oh my God. Yes. Well, what's crazy is that, you know, I think since Anthony was really young, um, it's always been, you know, he's has famous ice dance Olympic champion parents and Mm -hmm. he has, you know, sort of a natural (laughs) gift. Um, And so when they were younger for the bones, (laughs) what Ashley said, having the Olympic champion parents is just good for the bones. Well, you would know. Yeah, I, we both <laughs> good bumps. Know. Good bumps. Go on. Sorry to distract. Um, I don't know what I was talking about. Well, about Anthony having good bones because of his Olympic parents, and her not necessarily having that same uh, lineage. Yeah, skeletal structure. When they were really young, when they first teamed up, I think it felt like a mismatch. Skill wise, because he was more t- like he was just more advanced than she was. And at this point, sometimes I'm watching them and I'm like, he needs to catch up to her. Mm-hmm. Like she totally. has just is like, I mean, the trajectory that she's been on is really remarkable. It's like yeah. so fun to watch her perform. And I think he seems to be like jiving really well with the personality of that school in London. Like with Scott, they, they, the three of them looked like they were having such a good time all week. Like, you know, Scott is obviously, you know, a lighthearted guy and like, is not, you know, too serious. And I think he keeps it light for them. And that seems to agree with them, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know. It just, so, so watching him perform, I feel like they've finally found this like harmony within their school and with each other and with this material where like he seems like he's doing great. She's doing great. Their programs are really good. I love both of their programs. I think they're packaged so well. They fit them so well. And they've also kind of skated up to them a bit. Yeah. And shout I- out to like U.S. Championships for having at least two Stevie Nicks programs. Shout out. And, and also, shout out to Samuel Columbus. Mindra doing Fleetwood Mac. Oh, was, was so good. I loved that. The best. I love was... Samuel Mindra. I think I he's so good. Yeah, I really like him. Jumping. I. I mean. Well, he, he was hurt. Skating. Yeah. I know, but it was so. kind of the same thing last year. I don't forget. <laughs> well, do you know that he wasn't hurt last year? Maybe he, he was, was last year too. I think he's always hurt. Maybe. Yeah, but anyway, I that sorry. I just wanted to say my Stevie Nicks thing. No, we loved Stevie Nicks. Um, and we love that she was at the um at Oh, the yeah. US at one point year. in the arena during like oh an ice God. make, Ashley, this is so the, funny. the arena was playing Edge of 17 by Stevie Nicks. And Ashley goes, this would be really good skating music. So why don't you do a program to this? And we were like. Yeah. <laughs> to give context, I am aware I'm very aware of Christina and Anthony's rhythm dance. I was thinking of a. You called it. A woman. <laughs> definitely. There. I was there. Definitely aware of it. I was thinking of a woman skating to it and just where jumps would go and things like that. And I was realizing it was good skating music for everyone. It is. That's what I should have said. No. And you know what? We I Now that we know that, you were right. You were right. And we're sorry. Thank you. To Stevie um, Nicks. 
Paris happened. Well, and that's what we said it would do. Yeah, we it, did say it, it would. We would, said it would and it be. Wouldn't. And it would not be. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. And we were right it's about like, both. It's totally like this like transitional year of. Yeah, it's a growth it's year. It's just like the, the teams with more experience and who are consistent, they're just not competing anymore. And so. Yeah, these are all newbies. They're, they're either new teams or new teams with someone who's new to the sport. Yeah. So it was a free for all. Yeah. Um, that being of... said, Four Continents are next week, right? Yeah. They're this week. They're this week in Shanghai. Remember the famous one-way flight. Not one-way. One direct. Yeah. stoplight. Direct. Flight. Four Continents are like starting in <laughs> like five Shanghai minutes. And they stay there. They are. I mean, not, but it, that's what it feels like. They start, they're starting, yes, now, oh my God. practically. Oh. So, okay. Yeah, they're happening, but a lot of the top Americans decided not to go. Um, Chalk and Bates pulled out. Um, Amber pulled out. Camden pulled out all in the last few days. And then, like, Ilya and Isabeau had already decided not to go. Um, But Ava Ziegler is the headliner. So we'll finally see her skate after skipping the U.S. championships, which Which, she could have won after... the free skates that we saw. Yeah, but she was like, I'm not going to a competition where you don't make any money. I'm going to the four <laughs> continents where there's a prize pool. So she is going to what I'm now referring the four continents to as the Ava Ziegler Open. No, the Patricia Mansfield Open. Actually, and that's what the competition is going to be called that we only invite Amber and Isabeau to. The Patricia Mansfield Open. Hosted by Ava Ziegler. <laughs> by Ashley Wagner. <laughs> People don't want to hear from me. They want to hear from Ava, mostly as to where she is. Well, she's in She's China in Shanghai. Now. She's not mm-hmm. in Columbus. No, she's not. She <laughs> Or New Jersey. Honestly, I think she was just like, I'd rather just fly from Newark. It's smart travel-wise. Crazy results-wise, but very smart travel-wise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um. So that's that on that. Yeah, that's that on that. Yeah. We are going to be back next week to talk about four continents. Because it's happening right now. In five minutes. And yeah. that is, yeah. That. We're both, I'm going to just say, we're all a little bit like in a daze right now. Because we all just got home yesterday. I'm feeling like totally like hung over. Yeah, Even I though, feel like, like I'm like forgetting from drinking, highlights from the from week emotions. at nationals. Yeah, yeah, so if we forgot something, our bad. Yeah, this it wasn't isn't CNN. This no. isn't CNN. It's uh, still and not. this is not NBC. <laughs> no, this is nope. not NBC. <laughs> and this is not the world feed. This is the run through. Yes, and thank and you we'll all talk to you <laughs> for listening next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.